and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast on this Friday, May the 27th. And wherever you are, whenever you are listening to this, my friends, I wish you God's joy. I wish you God's life. I wish you God's beauty today. My friends, we have made it to the end of another week. We are on the precipice of uh, entering back into ordinary time. Uh, and, uh, and we have one week left uh, with this Easter joy that we walk through uh, this season with. Now, as I mentioned, please, 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 uh, you know, our, our joy doesn't end with the end of the Easter season, but, but that, that celebration uh, nears the end. Uh, okay, and so what we're going to do, of course, is continue exactly where we, we left off. In fact, today's gospel reading is only four verses long, and one of those verses we heard at the end of yesterday. So really, I mean, kind of, we're getting cheated, cheated a little bit here. We're going to hear three new verses. So it is going to be chapter 16, verses 20 to 23 that we're breaking open today. I'm going to do the New American Translation, if you'd like to follow along. But let's break open God's Word together, my friends. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to his disciples, Amen, amen, I say to you, you will weep and mourn while the world rejoices. You will grieve, but your grief will become joy. When a woman is in labor, she is in anguish because her hour has arrived. But when she has given birth to a child, she no longer remembers the pain because of her joy that a child has been born into the world. So you also are now in anguish. But I will see you again, and your hearts will rejoice, and no one will take your joy away from you. On that day, you will not question me about anything. Amen, amen, I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. My friends, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So again, that first verse, we heard it yesterday, right? Amen, amen, I say to you, you will meet, weep and mourn, while the world rejoices, you will grieve, but your grief will become joy. And the rest of, of the gospel today follows that same pattern. Grief into joy. Jesus uses the example of a, a woman in labor uh, giving birth. And, and of course, you know, as a man, I, I don't know what that's like. I, I can watch it from the outside, and I think I can attest to, to what I see. But you who have done this, have been through this, know far better than I. Uh, what I what I gather as being a true statement here, that when she has given birth to a child, she no longer remembers the pain because of her joy that, joy that a child has been born into the world. Brothers and sisters, I, I again I think that's the pattern. I I think that's the pattern. It's the pattern Jesus set out for us, and, and none of this needs surprises. And again, on a surface level, what he's telling his friends is simply giving them courage. Hey, some bad things are going to go down starting tomorrow, and you are going to be in grief. But that grief isn't the end of the story. 
it's going to become joy come Easter Sunday. Okay? Hold on for a few days. Like Peterson's translation, right? Was that yesterday or the day before? Hey, in a day or so, you're going to experience grief. But a day or two after that, you're going to experience joy. So on that surface level, clearly he's just, as a friend would do, giving heart to a friend, saying, keep your strength, keep your hope, don't let grief overwhelm. On another level, brothers and sisters, I think he's naming the pattern for humanity. That there, as I mentioned, again, I I apologize, one blends into another for me. We have seasons. I think I talked about that yesterday, right? This God of darkness and this God of light. And God is God of both. But there are moments we do not see him. But that doesn't mean God is any less present. And that there are moments we do not feel God, but that doesn't mean God is any less present. And, and I think, again, he's naming the pattern for humanity, which is, my friends, you and I will experience grief. It's not a question of if we will or not. The question is how and when and where. It will find us because we are humanity and we live within that space. But it is not the end of the pattern. And Jesus says to us, if you find yourself in that pattern today, if you find yourself in the midst of that, Jesus says to us, but hold on, you are in labor. Something new is being born. And when you perceive that new life, that new essence, that new attitude, that new thing that springs forth, you will not remember, at least not in this vivid way, the pain that helped give birth to that. You know, again, I go back to Isaiah's point. Even now, you know, I, I, behold, I am doing something new. Even now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? Brothers and sisters, for something new to come about, something old has to be set aside. We're going to get into that more, I think, next week. Because I think that's part of the ascension, right? I suspect I'm going to talk on it on Monday. But again, there's a reason all these readings are selected right around that time. Because something old had to be set aside. As Jesus has told us at least twice this week, the Spirit cannot come forth as long as Jesus is here. But if and when he ascends to the Father, if and when we say, Goodbye to that essence of knowing Christ in that sense. Can only, only then can we open ourselves to this new idea of Christ. And brothers and sisters, that was not just true for them. That is true for you and I. There are, I think, parts of, of our understanding of God, our understanding of who Christ was, that as Paul was saying the other day, right, are in its infancy narrative, and we need to say goodbye to those in order that we can embrace this new understanding of Christ in Christ's more full stature. And, and I think we like to get set in our ways because I think we can then feel like, and I, I'm using that, that term specifically, we can feel like we can control things and control our surroundings and control what happens. 
not not even that we believe it, but at least it feels like we can. And and so today I'm going to have less tension or anxiety because it feels like I can I can control things. And when things fall apart, as they inevitably do, right? I think Keats told us that well. Things fall apart. And and when they do. What is it that we fall upon? What is that underlying foundation? And that's really the only other thing I want to talk about today, and I want to end with it. How many times did you hear that Jesus talked about joy in this reading today? I'll answer it. It wasn't rhetorical. Three times. While the world rejoices, he says, you will weep and mourn while the world rejoices. You will grieve but your grief will become joy. And then later he talks about the woman in labor. She's in anguish because her hour has arrived, but when she has given birth to the child, she no longer remembers the pain because of her joy. And then he says later, so you also now are in anguish, but I will see you again. Again, on that surface level, that's really what he's talking about, but he's talking about deeper things for you and I. But I will see you again, and your heart will rejoice so he's pointing toward joy, but he doesn't say it there. And no one will take your joy away from you. Brothers and sisters, when you think of the word joy, what comes to mind? What images, what adjectives would you use to describe it? If you were to say, somebody were to say to you, hey, here you go, you got to write a thesaurus, and the first word you're going to write for it is joy. What are those synonyms that you're going to put around it, okay? What are they? What are the words that you would put around joy? Brothers and sisters, I think what Jesus is pointing to, again, I'm not going to say this with, with fullness of, of throat, but I do believe it. I believe this is where Jesus is pointing. Oh, we're going to have dogs barking. See, even all of creation is, is shouting for joy here because my twins are coming home. <laughs> well, <laughs> the culmination of the podcast, and, and here's what happens. It's, it, seems, it seems to be true. But when Jesus speaks about joy, I don't think he's speaking about happiness at all. I don't think he's talking about, boy, that was a good, a good day. I don't think he's talking about the smiles on our faces. I don't think he's talking about our feelings in any way, shape, or form. In fact, he's talking about the opposite. He's saying, so you are also now in anguish. But an anguish, I mean, not just sad. You are in anguish, but I will see you again and your hearts will rejoice, and no one will take your joy away from you. <laughs> this is just going from bad to worse, isn't it? Hello, Thad. <laughs> I'm sorry, my friends. This is just, this is life. You get a glimpse of life in the Zank household. Um, joy, my friends, I believe is an underlying foundation upon which we stand in the midst of the storm, in the midst of the good seasons, in the midst when, when that God is feeling present and feeling uh, you know, uh, near 
and and we 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 sense God's presence and see God's presence and know and are assured of God's presence. But it is also that foundation upon which we stand when we do not feel God's presence, when God presents God's self to us in that darkness. But that joy is what we stand upon in our assurance. It's not the grief that we feel. It's not the anguish that we feel. It's not the, the anxiety. It's not the, the, um, the uh, weeping and mourning, any of these other ones that he describes any more than it is our happiness, our, our relief, our, our uh, you know, sudden um, whatever it is, uh, uptick in, in mood or attitude. Joy, my friends, I believe, to be that absolute assurance that our God is with us, our God is on our side, our God sees us, our God loves us, our God does not desert us, and he walks with us through every bit, every mountaintop and every valley. And when we know that, and we don't know that on a head level, on a heart level, when we know it in our bones and in our marrow and in our spirit and in the depths of our being, when we know that where we are is not the end point, regardless of, of its goodness or its less than goodness, I think, my friends, we experience joy. That is joy. You know, Paul tells us that, right? The fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit, when we know we contain and we carry the gifts of the Spirit with us, when we are in the dance, when we are in that, that mystical union with our God, how do we know that? Well, these things show up. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, right? Joy is number two. We know God is love. We said that we've said that from the time we were four years old. We've known that. But did you know joy was the second quality of which Paul talked? The fruit of the Spirit. When we know we are walking and living and moving in God, joy is a, is a quality. It doesn't mean happiness all the time. It means, I believe, that constant assurance that our God walks with us. And my friends, if only we could go to a store and buy that. But joy is hard-earned. It is hard-won. And I believe, my friends, it only comes through the wisdom of experience, through the wisdom of life. But, but be, by being women and men, by being children who look back and remember and look back on our life so we can see the pattern and remember those times when we have been in that grief and agony and weeping and mourning and realized something new was birthed out of that and there was goodness within that. When we remember that, and we remember it not just in our head, but in the depths of our being, and we know that that pattern was true not only then, but is true now, the foundation upon which we walk becomes more and more firm. Brothers and sisters, that is how I believe joy to be built up in our, in our lives. Joy is that assurance that we walk with God. It is that memory that God walks with us. God has, and God is, and God will.
And when we know that at that level, Jesus' words come to life. And no one will take that joy from you. No grief, no sorrow, no wonder or happiness. That joy, that memory, that knowledge that God is present and you are his beloved. That will never go away. Let's pray. So my friends, we begin in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The fifth joyful mystery, the finding of Jesus in the temple. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. My friends, have a wonderful Friday and the best of weekends. I'm grateful that you were with me today to break open God's word. Be well, and God's peace.